Living a well-balanced lifestyle goes beyond ensuring your finances are in order. Welcome to Keeping the Well in Wealthy with Barbara Archer from Hightower. Barbara speaks with wellness industry leaders and related professionals to share more than financial planning advice. She addresses your questions about living a healthy lifestyle at any age. Learn how to gracefully maneuver life's challenges with support and resources to guide you along the way. Barbara and the team at Hightower help you make a plan, make an investment, and make a difference in your own wealth and well-being, and in your families, and within your community. Thank you for listening to Keeping the Well in Wealthy with Barbara Archer, sponsored by Hightower. Now, on to the show. Hello, and welcome to Keeping the Well in Wealthy with your host, Barbara Archer from Hightower. Barbara, how are you? I am terrific, Eric. How are you today? I am doing fantastic. I'm so excited. I mean, you told me you had a guest on, and then I just briefly heard as you guys were talking before we hit the record button what you're talking about today. And I just, oh, it was great. So, Barbara, who did you bring on? And let's tell the audience what you're talking about. Well, I will ask the audience how do you stay in shape through exercise? Have you tried pickleball? Here is a game on a smaller court and one where you can start playing quickly. Let's learn about the physical and social benefits of this fun game by speaking to our guest, Jennifer Lucor. Jennifer is a 17-time USA Pickleball Association champion, a 2019 inductee to the Pickleball Hall of Fame, a popular pickleball blogger, and according to Pickleball News, the first lady of her sport. In March 2018, she co-authored with her mom, Beverly Youngren, the sport's first ever history book, The History of Pickleball, More Than 50 Years of Fun. So Jennifer Lucor is here today to share her pickleball adventures, playing tips, and tournaments from around the world. Welcome, Jennifer. I'm so excited to have you join us today. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be invited, and I always love to talk pickleball. Oh, well, I'm glad you do. And I first want to congratulate you on being inducted into the Hall of Fame. That's amazing. How many women are in that Hall of Fame? Oh, that's a good one. There's a few. A few? Um, a few, yes. And uh, But yeah, it's kind of funny on pickleball. They're like, Jen, I've never heard of the game. And now there's a Hall of Fame. Said, <laughs> I love it. And I said, really, there is such a thing. And yeah, they've it's been around for a couple of years and it's a wonderful accomplishment. And it's just, uh, it's really a unique thing. And the sport, again, is growing so much. So I'm so glad we got to get together and talk about it. Well, I'm so glad too. So I did see you playing on the CBS Morning Show when Jane Polly introduced pickleball as our fastest growing sport. Yes, and I'm is actually- that... I'm going to put a a link to that YouTube on there so everyone can see it because it's a great little spread about pickleball in general. I I completely agree. I mean, Barbara, you might think or agree like I do. Okay, so I love that show, the CBS Sunday Morning with Jane Polly. Recorded it for years, right? And so one of your favorite shows, then it's going to have your favorite sport. And then I (laughs) happened to make the role that I like was on it. So it was like a very good day. But I'm just so happy that such big media actually is covering pickleball because it is everywhere in the world. But that was, yeah, that was a great segment that will live forever and um, and made it on the show. Well, it's terrific. And I invite our audience to look at our podcast notes and you'll be able to click on that and see Jen in action. So Jen, I want you to share your story, how and when you started playing. We're talking about it as the latest craze and the fastest growing sport, but you've been involved for a while. 
I have. So the sport's been around for over 55 years. It started in 65, but of course, for years, no one knew about it. But I've been playing for about 14 years, um, and I learned from my parents. Um, so I started playing pickleball in my mid-40s, right? So it's it's encouraging that, like, oh, just picking up a sport and quickly was very good at it, and I had some tennis background there. Um, but, yeah, so my parents had played since the late 90s. So we would hear about pickleball, but, you know, it's such a silly name, as many people <laughs> would agree. And we're just like, oh, mom and dad, they're playing pickleball again. You know, all right, whatever that is. And so we I quickly learned about it and family functions. We would have to get together with the parents and the grandkids and play like an outdoor activity, right? So moms okay. would always say, okay, so we're going to play some pickleball so we can <laughs> all be together all the generations, we get outdoors. So we did that with my kids and, you know, aunts and uncles and things. And so, so just kind of started rolling and uh, then entered some tournaments and it was a whirlwind and here we are 15 wow. years later, but it is kind of neat. It is such a wave in the popularity to kind of have been there in the early, earlier days of course, um, and see the growth of it and, uh, and play it all over the world. Well, you talk about the growth of it. You've actually written that book with your mother. Yes. And so tell us a little bit about how pickleball got its name. Oh, so people could debate that forever. So yes, <laughs> let me show you. So there is this such this book, right? The one and only pickleball book, um, the history. And kind of a quick background is like we were, my mom and I were going to some meetings with pickleball of course, all volunteers, right? Because all volunteers are the ones that spread the sport. And a lot of snowbirds, right? They live in their two or three places and sure, they sure. love pickleball. So they need it here and there. And so they would get the local YMCA or the empty tennis courts or whatever to build some courts. So we're finding these stories and these pioneers that like created this and volunteered their years of time. So we're like, we have to put together these stories, right? Because no one's getting any younger and so this book was up till the 2017 of all the back history and the stories and how things happened because several times in the 70s and, and 80s, the sport could have died in fact that not very many people played. Um, and it was really just a backyard you know, game that was really in Seattle. It was created on Bainbridge Island, which is off Seattle, Washington. Um, and so it just kind of hung there a little bit and then it ventured off to the villages in Florida, right? Because some mm -hmm. snowbirds, they have to play. And then like there's a whole chapter on Arizona and surprise, Arizona was a big Mecca. Um, so we have these little pockets of people playing and organically it spreads. And now we're like at 5 million players. And Barbara, the coolest thing is they are projecting that by 2030, We'll have 40 million players. Oh my goodness. Seriously? That, yeah. So they're the the mass statistic, you know, statistic people are like, well, the way we're compounding the numbers in your world, right? right? How this is all spreading and just growing. So yeah, so that's pretty much what we're on track for. And so many things make that happen. But it's very cool that just hanging on for the ride and enjoying it and then sharing it with you and your clients about how great pickleball it is for, oh, sure. um, for them to get out and give it a try. But you evaded that, that question is oh. pickleball a dog or a boat? There you go. So <laughs> I say, I say it's a dog. Okay. Well, of course I wasn't there in 65. So there are two stories, right? And then one is that there was a dog named pickles 
and would always run around and chase the ball, right? And so finally, this family has this game that they kind of invented and they keep playing it and they're like, gosh, we should name it, right? Not thinking it's ever going to leave Bainbridge Island. So then we're like, Pickles, Pickles chases the ball, Pickleball. So that's uh, I like so that, that story. That's the one. Right, right. And uh, I'm sticking it, with that one. I, I'm with you on that. <laughs> so tell me if I'm a new player, yes. what equipment do I need? What kind of shoes? Where do I get lessons? Tell me a little bit uh, about, you know, I'm just going to start out. So okay. if we have people out there that have never played, okay. what, do, what, what they, do I need first? Okay. So when you, you do find your courts, and we can talk about that too, but when mm -hmm. you have your courts, the cool thing about pickleball, which is really unique and is that you can just come show up to the venue. You don't have to have your paddle or your balls or whatever. And people, you, there's paddles to borrow and people will show you how to play and like go over here and then we do this. So it's a very, very social game. So here's kind of what a, see if we can say, this is kind of a paddle, right? So there's no holes in it. There's no okay. strings. So this is like a typical paddle. And then of course I always have my, so this is the ball. So you see it has like some holes in it, right? Sure. So it's kind of like a wiffle ball, but a wiffle ball actually would fly with a curve. So it's a pickle ball that's, that it's a plastic ball that goes straight. And so it's you a little have, heavier, isn't it? It's a little, a little bit, yeah. And it doesn't mm -hmm. bounce as much like a tennis ball. So you just kind of get out there and truly 10, 15 minutes, you got it figured out. And, um, and we could talk about the sports too, but so you need, you, you can borrow a paddle and then you'll okay. get yourself a paddle. There's the balls. And then you just dress like for your court. Like if you were playing tennis, so you have okay. like some good tennis shoes on. So flat then, surface shoes. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And uh, the one thing as you get rolling, we definitely say no running shoes because running shoes are meant to obviously go straight. Right. And in pickleball, we do a lot of side to side. Okay. And so we don't want rolling ankles and stuff. So kind of a cross trainer shoe or a shoe for tennis um, is perfect. So it keeps your keeps you healthy that way and you have the right equipment. And then you just go out and have fun and you will find wherever you find your little place to play, you're going to have the most fun and you're going to get your workout and you're going to get your <laughs> social interaction and you're going to get challenged and, and you're going to go, oh my gosh, when can we play again? So it's good for your heart, your brain, your yes. social engagement. Yes. What a great sport. It does. It really checks off all the boxes for wellness and keeping active and things because I could have wrote a whole nother book on like the health and the facts of pickleball. Sure. And um, because it really gets people off the couch, out the door to play. And so you don't even have to leave your town because I bet that there's some pickleball courts in your backyard and Barbara, can I share how they find that out? Absolutely. Would you please? Yeah. So there's um, a website and it's places to play.org. And Barbara will have that probably in your notes at the bottom too. And so places and then it's the number two and then play. And what's so great is you just go right there and it has this huge database. And all you do is at you insert your city and state, and then it'll tell you all the courts in your area. Wow. So places to the number two play uh -huh. dot org. org. Yes. Thank you. We yes. will have that. Yeah. And that is really, um, you know, created and run by our governing body, which is USA Pickleball. And we have over 19,000, 1900, sorry, ambassadors, right. That give their time freely across the United States that keep the sport alive and keep it going and, and say, oh, there's a new public court here and input that. So 
it's really up to date. Yeah. So when you're traveling or in business trips and things, right, you're like, gosh, I need some exercise. I'm in Chicago. Where do I play? You just log on there and it gives the hours, the number of courts, if there's a fee. And usually if it's a fee, the beautiful thing about pickleball is it's like two or three dollars, <sighs> which is, you know, to drop in. So it's nothing like so it's very the entry into pickleball is fabulous and it's really for all people. And as far as rackets, do they come in different sizes, grips, weights? Yes, they do. And the fun thing is we call them paddles because yes. rackets would be like tennis or, you know, other ones. Okay, but, paddles. But they're generally this size, right? I added a little grip on, but this size, this sort of shape. And there are hundreds of paddle manufacturers and thousands of colors. If a pink with polka dots, your thing. <laughs> I'm going to bet that you can find one of those. And so, uh, yeah, I, and they're in all the, I was in my Costco and my Walmarts and my Dick's Sporting Goods, you know, you can pick up all this pickleball stuff there now. It's been there for several years, um, of course, and then online. But if you're new to it, I don't be afraid to just show up, say, hey, I want to check this out. Right. And there's always some court monitor or something that says, come on over here, use this paddle. This is how we play. Well, so I'm hearing a couple of reasons why there may be a craze about pickleball. Low cost of entry, right? Correct. Correct. Number two, kind of a quick sport to learn. Doesn't take a lot. There aren't a ton of rules. Correct. Like golf. Yeah. <laughs> okay. For like a lot of time, right? You know, like a seed. And I time. I don't need four hours to play. Correct. Correct. Wow. I can see why that is. So... I'm going to ask you a question, having been on a pickleball court, would you share with us about the kitchen? The kitchen. The kitchen. Yes. So you (laughs) might have heard like kitchen and also the same term as a non-volley zone, right? So it's this area seven feet back from the the net that you cannot go in and hit the ball in the air. So it's kind of nice because, of course, the size of a pickleball court is like what a badminton court is, right? Okay, so, so it's smaller than it's a tennis smaller. court. Yeah, so if you think of a tennis court, we could put four of our pickleball courts on one tennis court. Oh. So you can see the real estate is really great. Sure. If there's tennis courts not being used in a city or if tennis is sharing some of their courts, we could put some lines on with the temporary net. But so it's a small space. And so because it's smaller, you can't just have someone hanging inches off the net and just going, bam. You know, <laughs> yeah, get, getting you. you. Yeah. So could get so, hurt that way. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a little bit of rule that to get close to the net, right? You has to bounce the ball has to bounce and then you can go in there. But yeah, so there's a kitchen and then it's just a it's just a great game. And again, that size makes it so wonderful. In fact, like, so badminton courts, right? So if you think of all the gyms throughout the world, they have your basketball and your volleyball, but they also have badminton lines, right? On the indoor surface. Oh, sure. You know, there's just all these lines, right? So there's already badminton lines. So then we just put that temporary net up. And the kitchen line is just like an inch or so difference. But, you know, when you're playing rec and you're getting your exercise, does not matter. That's so great. like, yeah, so traveling, you know, over the all over the world for pickleball, for example, like Singapore, I was in there. And of course, they're master badminton players. I mean, they're really good athletes. But so, so wait have- a minute, this sport is truly international. Truly, all Truly. over the world. I mean, it started right off on an island, right off of Washington in the U.S. And you just mentioned 
fabulous Singaporean players? Exactly. Exactly. Wow. There, it, it is all over the world. And so what makes it unique is that, right, these um, different gyms and structures that are already there have these lines in them. So like, oh, let's not play pickleball. Let's play this game pickleball, right? And put down the, the net and then they're playing another sport, right? Because, you know, people need variety and sure. new challenges and things like that and trying to beat up on your friend and trash talking. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Having yeah. fun. Exactly. Exactly. And so where have you played overseas? Oh, all over. So pickleball has, because of pickleball, it's allowed me to travel the world because I'll go and like teach and talk about the sport and ambassadors. But so Barbara, there are so many places to play, you know, throughout the world. And I've been fortunate enough with pickleball to play, of course, in Canada, a ton of times in nationals. But let's see, uh, a little Costa Rica, Spain, Barcelona, Madrid, uh, Japan, Thailand. The what Netherlands. do you have coming up? What's coming <laughs> up for you? Oh, going back to Spain. Huh? So there's like tours, right? And so people are like, oh, I want to get my travel fix and my culture and, but I also want to get my pickleball in. So, oh, what fun. Right? So oh. several times I get to go on the tour and like I'm the guest, but then I'm also the pickleball coach. So we, we get our three hours in the morning, we go back to our hotel and then um, we go, you know, on the tour bus and we explore and we the, get the cultural sites and we sure. eat some tapas and, you know, it's, it's a tough life, Barbara. Oh, it is tough. But that's similar to people that do biking tours or mm -hmm. art tours or other types. So now I never knew that pickleball or was a tour was arranged pickleball internationally. I'm going to yeah. have to add that to my list. That sounds fun. Exactly. So right. Where, yeah. So how do you find courts overseas? So the actually the places to play have a, a lot of the that some has a lot of the countries that have pickleball going. So again, like we talked about places to play.org, but then also through social media, like Facebook, if you just put in like Amsterdam pickleball, there's groups, you know, the pickleball groups that are open to the public that says, you know, what's going on when they play. So, you know, so reach out anything. on social media sites too. Is that, can you can connect with other players besides finding the locations? Exactly. Exactly. The, there's lots of those Facebook groups of the different clubs and then right on their, their homepage, it says, you know, what's happening, their hours, you know, things like that. And then lastly, Google, I'm going to <laughs> wherever and I want to play pickleball. And I bet you will be pleasantly surprised that there's pickleball where you are. That's fun. That mm -hmm. is so fun. Mm -hmm. So are there areas in the U.S. where pickleball is more popular than others? Uh, well, it just keeps spreading. You, I kind of think from the Florida to the California to the Washington, but there's these pickleball places that are popping up all over really last five years. So every state has pickleball and the cities are getting it more quickly. Okay. Um, well, different cities, right? They're like, oh, yes, we, we our citizens need to get out. They need exercise. So we need to put in some pickleball courts. So it's a process. Um but then like where I, um, I helped do some work in uh, Naples, Florida, which is the pickleball capital of the world because, <laughs> because, right. Um, because get this, they have 66 permanent courts, 66, 66 in one location. Well, so we have one very close to us. So I haven't been to those 66, but I may, I may yes, try those. I think you should. And it's, 
And get this. So um, during season, right, when most people are there, which season seems like it's kind of changing, but let's just say October It's expanding. To April. It's right, expanding. right. October to April. So <laughs> even with those 66 courts, and they're kind of divided on skill level, right? So you can go kind of play with your same skill level. We still have people waiting for court, hmm. you know, 15, 20 minutes. Um, and so basically there's never enough courts. 66 is still not enough sometimes in Naples. That's wild. Right? Yeah. What you mentioned about having fun with friends, getting onto a court, trash talking, having a good time, working up a sweat. So we talk about people having fun with their friends, trash talking, working up a sweat, having a great time. How does someone begin engaging in competitive play? So now I really want to get good. Right. What do I do? Right. Really good to to get that. So obviously, so you're new, you get there and you're like, and I guarantee instantly you're like, man, this is fun stuff. Okay. (laughs) So, and I, you know, cause some of us are built with much more competitive energy than others. Right. And and so then you can quickly find like tournaments in your area. There's even a a great website, pickleballtournaments.com, which which we can list in your notes and they have every tournament um, throughout. Well, all through the United States and a lot of international big tournaments like the Italy wow. Open and Spain Open and Thailand Open. So they list those. So there's this calendar. And now every weekend, there are so many tournaments. So you just kind of check it out, see where you are, or maybe you want, maybe you want to travel to Naples, Florida. You got to check on your boat and you're like, oh, <laughs> I got to play some pickleball while I'm, while I'm there. There's this tournament. Um, so you, it's there's so many. So Odds are that there's tournaments in your town, right? But if you want to venture out, because say maybe you've beat all the people in your little town and you're like, hmm, I'm really good stuff. I need so more I gotta competition. Go to the, yeah, yeah, I got to go to the next town and check it out. So uh, there's definitely those those options for sure. So do players get ranked? You mentioned about having, you know, skill levels in mm-hmm. the public courses. Mm-hmm. Um, do you rank yourself or is there a way that you can be ranked just like a handicap in golf. There you go. Yeah. So brand new, you're like out the door. I'm going to give, I've listened to Barbara and I'm going to give some pickleball a try. Right. So you go there and they'll, the people there will quickly help you like, Oh, okay. You're maybe over here or, Oh, you're really catching on. You need to move over here. So after playing a few times, you know, at a public venue that with people, you kind of can figure out like where you are. So basically like beginners would be like a two, five, three, Oh, three, five, the intermediate, you know, four, Oh, and then we go pros like five, Oh, five, five, or just pro. Or if you're a senior, get this, if you're a senior, you're over 50 and then you could do senior pro. So you could see, you know, and of course, when you're just hit your early fifties, it's like, that's the best time to get in there on the senior <laughs> pros. So there's different tournaments, pro, senior pro, and then amateurs. So it's all the gamut, but definitely tournaments are an option for, you know, if that's what you're looking for. Oh, that's fun. So a question, as you rise up and become a really good amateur or mm-hmm. you want to go pro, do you have to keep upgrading your new paddles like we do golf clubs? I would say no. I mean... <laughs> They, um, again, so this is paddles, pretty, pretty durable. Um, so it really depends on how much you're playing, how hard you're hitting the ball. But I do laugh when I find people, when I'm, I'm teaching camps and I travel the world and teach and things, they're like, Jen, 
you know, is my paddle dead? And I'm like, and I I'm like, well, how long have you had it? Seven years. They're like, oh, I'm thinking it might be dead. You know, okay. so things wear out kind of like the ball, right? Sure, so sure. people like, oh, this ball probably costs two or three dollars. And they're like, well, how long? Sometimes they crack and things. And so kind of like tennis balls, like, okay, we need to get some more balls. But okay. again, it does last very long. And it, it just depends on how much time, you know, you're using with it. Well, great. Well, you know, you and I talked about pickleball as a sport, but there happens to be a perception that it's lower risk, even as a sport. Have you mm -hmm. heard that? And what kind of warm ups do you do? How do we stay in shape to avoid getting hurt? Yeah. Well, I did see there's been so many articles on pickleball across the whole gamut. It just, um, it makes me so happy, right? Oh, sure. And so then a lot of articles are like just trying to more drama or stir the pot, right? Because then it makes you sometimes read it more. But there's some, oh, pickleball's the most injuries, don't try it. And it's just because so many people are playing it. And sometimes it seems so fun and so easy. You think, oh, um, you forget that this is a sport, right? So in a sport, we do need warm up. We need to get our knees happy, a little bit of stretch and a little bit of jogging, just yeah. like you would do any sport. Sure. So um, I think that's when the whole, the injury, when people talk about them, I'm like, why? Cause you like, you get, you get right to the gate or the door and they're like, you know, Barbara, hurry up. We need a fourth come in and right. you run out there. Right. Because you're like, Oh, I'm so excited. I get to play with my friends. <laughs> and then, you know, then you're like, you pull something. You're like, shoot, that was not very smart. So well, you have to, you know, definitely think it through. It is a sport. You know, everyone has our different issues. Um, as we get older, things get a little sore, you know, you got to kind of, you got to kind of warm well, them up a little bit. Well, yeah. And sometimes we come in with already injuries. Right? Exactly. With like, stuff. Yeah. With stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know? So there's no age limit on this game. It's just our no. ability to get out there. One of the other things that I found, even talking to friends and us, that if we can properly count, we can keep score. But would yes. you share with our audience the difference in because this is not like a love game like tennis or not it's not like my daughter and I play golf and we say who has the most balls left at the end mm. and that's who wins so so talk a little bit about scoring scoring's great it's um, basically we just it's the first one to eleven right so you're playing eleven and you can only get you can only score points when you're serving. Right. So um, which makes it really neat. So if the other person's, you know, serving, you're going to try to get the serve back. Right. So you can get points. But what's interesting um, on that scoring is in games. So a game can last like 15 minutes, but mm -hmm. or it can last like an hour and a half. So it's kind of interesting on the length of it, too, and on the score. And when you have um, when you talked about tournaments, when you're in tournaments, there is a ref and then they keep score. So you don't okay. have to worry about that at all. So it's more open play. And um, I always say with usually people are playing doubles or mixed doubles. And so sometimes new, they're like, God, this course seems a little strange, like how to do it. And there's always the three other people on the court that will quickly help you along with the score. Okay. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, it's definitely keep you honest, right? Exactly. They're like, no, it's, you know, it's this. And I'm like, oh, okay, perfect. So it's just, uh, but yeah, they play to 11, win by two, and um, just so darn fun. So Jen, 
Yes. Whenever you mentioned just be comfortable when we play, um, is there like a uniform de rigueur for a tournament, certain thing you have to wear? It's a great question. And the answer is no. So it makes it super easy, right? You just wear whatever your comfortable athletic wear is and you have your good tennis shoes on and you show up and game's on. Wonderful. You're right. Yeah, that's, so I mean, I'm ready to go play now. Right, it like, Let's it takes do it. away the excuses, right? Like, oh, I don't have my outfit or I don't have my paddle or it's like, there are no excuses. Like everyone should try it at least once, pick a ball and see what they think. Well, and I guess you're a good one to be the ambassador of pickleball. Hmm. I just read recently, you're the director of training and development at the Naples Pickleball Center. Is that true? That is true. Although I think my, I'm going to might get a different title, but it's still some director of something. I think, I think it should be director of fun. I um, like that director right? of fun. You should right? be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's so the sport's so great. And then, you know, people are always asking, how do I do this? What do I do this? And so I do have like a pickleball blog that people like are starting or advanced can check out, which is all pickleball.com. And I think we'll Put that on your notes it, too. It but, will be on the notes as well. Yeah. And it, so it's a great resource, right? And then in it's like, oh, where will Jen be? It's kind of like, where will Wal where's Waldo? Where's Waldo? Yeah. Right? Where's Jen? Yeah. And so it's like, oh, okay. So it shows my schedule. Oh, she's in Naples. So like if you or your clients or friends are in Naples, they're like, oh, Jen's in Naples this week. Let's go. Let's go get a clinic. Let's join yeah. the camp. You know, there's going to be some women's retreats. We're going to have a three-day Come play pickleball, any skill level, play pickleball. And then we're going to do a little sunset boat cruise and we're going to have lunch at the botanical garden. Wow. So, all good right? stuff. Right? That's so, so fun. Meet yeah. new friends. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and really, that's really half of it for me and like lots of people, right? Because you, you, it's just another group of active, healthy people, right? That sure. want to get out and be indoor, outdoor playing, right? Because we can play pickleball in both locations. But to get that, you meet new friends and then you pretty much play and then you go grab lunch after or go grab a drink or, and then you're, you know, talk about the game and then you're like, okay, let's do it tomorrow. Oh, that's great fun. Well, Jen, I have yeah. to ask you. Yes. Listening to how much fun you have and how much you love pickleball besides pickleball, how do you keep your well in wealthy? Oh, well, I, that's a great question. I always keep my chin up, have my smile on and look for the fun in every day. Oh, that's great. Well, we are grateful to you, Jennifer, for sharing your knowledge and excitement and how we can engage in the pickleball craze. If you visit allpickleball.com, you can learn more about Jen and order her book, History of Pickleball, More Than 50 Years of Fun. It's on Amazon, too. So look for our podcast notes for more information. So, Eric, you still with me here? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, so have you ever played pickleball? Oh, my gosh. This was so much fun, Jen. I cannot tell you. I learned something today. First of all, I grew up in Puyallup, Washington, which is about, oh. what, 25 miles south of Seattle, somewhere in there. Seventh grade junior high, Coach Duffy, shout out to Coach Duffy. We had two parts in junior high gym class that were completely new to me. Speed walking, mm. not a fan of. <laughs> 
And then the other one was pickleball. So Coach Duffy taught us pickleball. I'd never heard of it. And I was absolutely shocked that it started in you know Bainbridge Island mm-hmm. um, because I thought it actually started on the East Coast because I had not heard of pickleball for years and years and years until about five years ago, a client of mine was talking about that he's in a pickleball tournament this weekend. And it was, this is like four or five years ago. And he's from the East Coast. I was like, wow, it's a resurgence of pickleball. I hadn't heard the word <laughs> in so long. And so that was, that was so much fun. And I do agree uh, with all that you were just talking about. Director of fun should totally be on your placard or business you. card. Yeah, I right? I mean, right. I mean, you have to, you have to have fun in life, right? Because as we know, it, it speeds by so fast. So the fun and then throwing that pickleball in there is like a fabulous day. Yeah. I mean, just, yeah, that, that you only get to go around once, so you might as well enjoy it. Right. Jennifer, thank you so much for being here and being on the show and teaching us so much. Barbara, you're fantastic. You, you keep bringing these guests time after time that I learned so much and I have so much fun. And I know the audience does as well. So thank you so much for facilitating this and letting us be a small part of it. And our last thank you, of course, is for you listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the keeping the well and wealthy with Barbara Archer. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Barbara comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And we humbly ask that you share this podcast, rate it, and leave a review, as this actually does help others find the show. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Hightower, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to go out in the world and make a difference and play some pickleball. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Keeping the Well in Wealthy with Barbara Archer, sponsored by Hightower. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Hightower Wealth Advisors. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Hightower Wealth Advisors is a group comprised of investment professionals registered with Hightower Advisors LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Some investment professionals may also be registered with Hightower Securities LLC, member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there is no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is neither indicative nor a guarantee of future results. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data or other information referenced herein is from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analysis, prices, or other data or information contained in this presentation is provided as general market commentary and does not constitute investment advice. Hightower Wealth Advisors and Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates make no representations or warranties expressed or implied as to the accuracy or completeness of the information or for statements or errors or omissions or results obtained from the use of this information. Hightower Wealth Advisors and Hightower Advisors LLC assume no liability for any action made or taken in reliance on or relating in any way to this information. The information is provided as of the date referenced in the document. Such data and other information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed herein are solely those of the authors and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates. 
Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates do not provide tax or legal advice. This material is not intended or written to provide and should not be relied upon or used as a substitute for tax or legal advice. Information contained herein does not consider an individual's or entity's specific circumstances or applicable governing law, which may vary from jurisdiction to jurisdiction and be subject to change. Clients are urged to consult their tax or legal advisor for related questions.